there are kind of four primary uh, types of loans that I want you to talk about. Uh, FHA, uh, conventional, VA, and USDA. Are you feeling uncertain about selling your home? Do you wonder what needs to be done to get it sold, what you could sell it for, and how to get an acceptable offer? If that's the case, then Get Me Ready to Sell is the podcast just for you. Your host, Jeff Jones, is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur, and he can help you gain the confidence you deserve to successfully sell your home. Here's Jeff. Hey, thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about different types of loans that are available. There's four major types of loans. We're going to be talking about those today. And I have as my guest, uh, George Sago, and he is vice president of the mortgage for Bank Plus here in our local market uh, in the Mid-South, Tennessee, Mississippi. And uh, so we're going to just jump right in. And George, uh, tell us a little bit about you kind of who, where you are, where you can serve? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me. Uh, I, as you said, I am uh, vice president mortgage originator for, for Bank Plus Mortgage. Uh, I've, I've been in banking for probably a little over 18 years uh, in different roles and, and, and mortgages uh, over the last three to four years have been um, has been kind of where I laid my flag, and man, I've loved every minute of every minute of it. Um, currently, I operate in the Tennessee, it's Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, the Mid South area where we serve. Um, I do loans really all over Mississippi. I've done mortgages in, in Texas. Uh, that's one thing about being with a bank. We are um, we have some special privileges as far as where we can go in and do mortgage loans. So a lot of lenders you 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 may go to can only do loans in certain states. Uh, when you come into a bank, we have access to to any state we really want to. So that's that's the good thing about um, good thing about if you were to do business with me, that no matter where you are, I could I could help you get that mortgage done. Okay. And uh, again, we are in the Mid-South and uh, Memphis uh, metro area, um, and uh, I'm a licensed agent in Tennessee and Mississippi. George is here in our market as well. If uh, if we're not physically in your market where you are, because you may not be in our market, we can help you find somebody in your market, or we might still be able, like George said, he can probably help you in that market wherever you are. Yeah. Um, but there are uh, from just, you know, what I know, I know that there may be all kinds of different loans out there. Uh, there's what we call jumbo loans that have to do with an amount of money, how much the mortgage and stuff is. But for our purposes today, uh, there are kind of four primary uh, types of loans that I want you to talk about. Uh, FHA, uh, conventional, VA and USDA. So. Tell us um, what we hear about the FHA loan and how the federal government is letting us borrow money from them. Exactly. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you, you mentioned the four types of loans, conventional, FHA, VA, USDA. Uh, the latter three um, are government, uh, uh, I guess, government back loans. So you talk about We're not technically FHA. borrowing the money from the government. Right. Right. They are guaranteeing the loan for the the customer if they were to default. So um, the FHA, for instance, um, 
they they charge what they call a funding fee. And that funding fee is is the client's fee to use to basically to use their their guarantee for their loan. So what they do, uh, they guarantee that loan for the bank and they also um, allow the client to be able to borrow borrow money from the bank with with, I guess you want to say a um, a lower criteria for qualifications as far as credit score, uh, debt to income ratio, those things with debt to income ratio could be higher with the FHA loan versus a conventional credit score can be lower for an FHA loan versus a conventional. Um, generally you will see a credit score around 580, uh, as low as a 580 for an FHA loan, uh, and a debt to income as high as 55% to qualify for, uh, an FHA loan. Okay. Um, so that's, that's kind of the quick overview for FHA loan. Um, the other one, cause it's typically, unless we're working with a vet or unless we're working in a particular area out, we're going to be dealing with FHA and conventional loans. So right. what's, how is a conventional loan different from the FHA loan? So, yeah. So, uh, so the FHA that's guaranteed by the federal housing administration, they're going to guarantee that loan to the bank for that client and, and if they default. So conventional is is not backed by a government uh, agency. So a conventional loan is typically a bank loan that goes under uh, private corporation guidelines, Freddie Mac, uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, those are the guidelines used for uh, conventional lending. So, but that is a loan that's gonna have a higher uh, credit score requirement and a lower debt to income requirement because they are looking for um, a certain quality of a client to qualify for those loans because they don't have that protection on those conventional loans. Now, the the benefit is to a to a to a borrower if they want to go conventional or FHA. Some things about FHA that's different is a conventional loan you can get rid of your uh, mortgage insurance because there's mortgage insurance when you're when you're applying when you're getting these loans you have mortgage insurance on a conventional and mortgage insurance on an FHA but with an FHA that mortgage insurance does not go away unless you refinance it into a conventional and you're under 80 percent loan to value what that just means if you want to have 20 percent of equity in your home to get rid of your mortgage insurance and then that's that way that saves you some money uh, on your payment each month for that. So the conventional allows you to get rid of that mortgage insurance once you are under that uh, 80% uh, loan to value for that property. So the, I guess the, the, the benefit for the client is I'm, I can save money there and I know I'm a, I know I fit within that criteria for the conventional. I don't have to, I don't have to, I guess, use some of the i don't i don't have to uh kind of go through some of the stringent uh criteria as far as what what a home um has to look like or different different things that you have to go through and, and pass on inspections with the fha versus a conventional so it's a little bit it's a easier 
final approval process for a conventional versus FHA. And of all four loans, that's going to be the easiest one for, um, you know, the, the, the buyer client, it's going to be the easier loan for the borrower to be able to uh, get into, like you said, as far as condition of right. the house inspections, right. that type yeah. thing, um, yeah. they're going to be a little bit lower there. Uh, so uh, FHA and conventional. Now, um, who's eligible for a VA loan and what's so, the benefit of getting that? Yes. The Office of the Department of Veteran Affairs. So the VA loan, I, I think it's a it's a great product. It's a great loan if you qualify for it. And so to, in order to qualify for that particular loan type, you have to be a veteran, a military veteran. Um, you know, the greatest thing about it, there's 100 uh, percent financing. There is no down payment requirement for a VA loan. So and another thing that you know, I just mentioned, mortgage insurance with the commissioner FHA. There's no mortgage insurance on a VA loan. So the vet, the vet can get into the home, no down payment, no mortgage insurance, and they tend to be able to, um, and, the, and the qualifications for this too are, I guess, a little bit less stringent as well as far as credit score, uh, debt to income ratio. I've, man, I've seen uh, debt to incomes go up pretty high, but it is, it's, it's ticky per individual. It just, you got to see, Hey, what's going on with this particular borrower, but I've seen them close to 60%, um, debt to income be approved for a VA. So, um, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a great loan. If you fit that mold, you're a veteran, um, you, you avoid having to come up with down payment, you avoid that uh, mortgage insurance and you're able to get into the home where you, that you want to get in, um, pretty good. And then that, that credit, that, that interest rate, I'm sorry, that interest rate for those, and I go back to FHA too, the interest rate for the FHA, for the VA, for the USDA are going to be, um, uh, lower as well as then a conventional because they have that government backing on that loan. So the risk is less. So that's why you have lower, uh, interest rates on those particular, uh, mortgages. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, the interest, you mentioned the interest rates being a little bit less there. They, they're based kind of on the market as well right. and on your credit score, which has to do with the risk that the lender is may not get their money back. <laughs> the, exactly, yeah. the lower, the worse off somebody's credit score is, the more risk the lender has in getting their money back. So they're going to charge more for it in case you bail, they've made some right. money off of it, you know, right. and we talk about that 80%. You don't have to have 20% down to buy a house uh, with how much, what, what's the lowest percentage down for an FHA? 3.5%. So 3.5% is the minimum down payment for the FHA. Uh, minimum down payment for a conventional is 5%. So that's that's kind of some some things you okay. have to kind of consider when you're making a decision on which loan I want to go with. Gotcha. Did yep. did conventional used to be three and it changed or am I because I was thinking there was a three percent? No, no. So when when you hear three percent around that, these are like specialty products that okay. a lender has. But the the standard 
minimum for a conventional loan is 5%. Okay. Yep. And so, so if you're doing a conventional loan, you're putting 5% down, you mentioned the mortgage insurance uh, that you're going to be paying extra and that's right. added to the principal and interest payment. That's right. to insure the bank against that 15% between 80% down and you put 5% down, there's a 15% gap and they want that money. So they're, you're paying more for it to basically insure the bank, the lender that you're going to be paying that money back. Right. Um, and yep. if you were to default on it, they know they could probably easily sell the house for 80% of its market value. And then that insurance kind of pays them back for the difference, lets them recoup something out of it. Right. Um, exactly. So, yep. it, they, uh, so those hey, things are in there. You hit it on the head. That's it. I was just going to say, I was just about to say that you hit it dead on the head. So that yeah. that insurance is, is exactly what it is. It's the bank paying a third party insurer to insure that 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 15 percent or that 20 percent that you have to to get to before it drops off. Yeah. Again, it, they know they can get at least 80 percent for yeah. of the of the value. Right. It, it's kind of like, you know, you, you may see these golf tournaments that they have a car sitting on a, a green that if you hit a hole in one at this particular hole, then right. you could win a car. Well, whoever's doing the, 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 the sponsorship is paying an insurance premium and it may be two or 300 bucks, thousand bucks, whatever, that mm -hmm. somebody's not going to win the car. But if they did, the insurance is going to pay out and pay for, you know, pay the, the right. car dealership for the automobile that they were giving away. Uh, and it's kind of like that for the mortgage insurance. It's, mm -hmm. it's an insurance you're paying and insurance doesn't protect you. It's designed to uh, help pay, help you with funds. If there's a catastrophe, if you have a car right. wreck, if you have, you know, tornado that rips off a roof, well, the insurance helps you. So you're not out all that money up front. You've been paying all that right. to protect you. And the bank does right. the same thing for that. So yeah. we've dealt with FHA. We've dealt with, oh, I've had a question about the VA. You mentioned for veterans. What right. about active service people? Hey, thanks for listening so far. I just want to make sure that you know about readytosellscore.com. On that website, you'll choose some statements that best describe how ready you are to sell your home. Then you'll get a customized list of items of things that you need to do to actually get ready to sell your home. I look forward to being able to help you any way I can. Now, back to the show. Yes. Does they, the VA work for active service? It, it will work for active service as well. Yep. Okay. So, so you, you don't have to be out of the military. It's either either prior military service or current military service. They qualify for that veteran affairs right. loan. Yep. You get you you will get a certificate of a certificate of eligibility from your uh, your branch of the uh, from the VA, um, okay. and it will tell you you know that you're qualified for your service. A lot a lot of times uh, uh, a a DD two fourteen is the form where uh, the military or the, or the vet knows that, hey, I, I am qualified for this VA loan. So they will they will grab their form or grab their certificate of eligibility and, and um, it'll show them, hey, this is this is what we can get you as far as uh, as far as the VA loan goes for you. OK, now, um, are they limited to only being able to buy a house one time using their VA benefits? No, you can you can use your uh, VA benefits uh, multiple times. So if you buy a home under the under VA, 
and let's say you sold it, you can use it again. Or if you didn't sold it, if you still had some some eligibility there, you can use that that loan again as well. So um, you can have multiple VA loans um, sitting out there if it if it fits within the guidelines. Yeah, and that's that's where your lender can help you work with the VA to figure out what your actual eligibility is yep. uh, for all that. All right, so we've dealt with FHA, VA, conventional. Now let's talk about USDA loans, and that's yes. not available everywhere in the country, but those <laughs> who have access to it, well, tell us about that loan. Right, so USDA loan, USDA loans are rural development loans. Uh, when people hear rural, they have this image in their head, but it's it's much broader than just being out in the country. Uh, you you really just have to know what areas that, that are being, um, focused on by the USDA as far as trying to get uh, individuals into housing in these areas. So USDA has a website where you can go in and put in an address to see if that that home is uh, qualifies for that particular loan. Uh, again, it's it's a hundred percent finance loan. Um, no down payment requirement for the USDA, which is which helps people get into homes. They recently just increased their uh, income limitations because there there are income limitations on the USDA. They recently increased it for a one to four family, um, uh, one to four person family. <laughs> that it is um, it's a hundred and ten thousand uh, dollar household income requirement there. So five and and higher, I believe it went to. Um, 146 is what it went to. 146 okay. uh, for if you have five or more people in the household. Um, that's that's so, income. That's not house price. That's that's, that's income. That's income exactly. That, that's income. Um, now the requirements as far as quali qualifying for this loan as a borrower, you want to be around a um, a 640 credit score. Um, you know, six four or higher will will help you qualify uh, for that USDA loan. Usually, the debt to income ratio is a little bit more uh, reserved, and you're looking at around forty three to forty three percent, forty five percent, maybe. Um, but that they're a little bit more relaxed, uh, not relaxed, but a little bit more reserved on what they want your debt to income to be for that particular uh, loan as well. So, uh, okay. a great product. Again, you have to fit, you got to find the home and you have to make sure that your household income fits within those guidelines. If that's the case, that's a product where you can get into a home with no down payment once again. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and it's surprising about USDA where I actually live in Olive Branch, Mississippi is one of the highest trafficked areas uh, where I live with lots of shopping and lots of vehicles coming right. around. Right. And when we bought this property in 2015, it was considered USDA. Wow. I didn't take advantage of that, but I could have. Right. Then because of population shifts, because of um, uh, economic development in areas, right. uh, I know since I've had my real estate license, since we bought this property, the USDA lines have changed twice. The second time was just recently. It changed the lines 
and ours got bumped out of that. But uh, right. but that was, you know, you might think that it's it's like you said, it's got to be way out in the country. It's just just check that out there. The, the link will be in the show notes to be able to check right. out the USDA website. Uh, right. And while, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute or at the end okay. as we wrap up, I'll have another link to something specific to George that we'll have in there that I'm going to ask him about uh, at the end uh, as we kind of get this thing wrapped up. Right. Um, and um, so let's put out a scenario. I actually have a property listed that's in a USDA area. Um, okay. And um I wasn't prepared to talk to you about this, but I'm going to ask you about this because okay. it, it may it may be something you can or can't do, but you may know a little bit about. I had somebody mention to me about this particular property because it's in USDA being able to add a particular product to it that allows the the buyer to get it at 100% financing, plus maybe take advantage of some Mississippi Home Corps money that could help them with down payment. Mm -hmm. um, some people talk about that as, I guess, stacking the benefits on there that help. Uh, so, you know, this particular house, you could need 20,000, a buyer could need $20,000 in cash for down payment and closing costs. And if they did USDA and hundred percent, that would take care of probably half of that or more. And then if they had some, some money from either being a first time buyer or, teacher, law enforcement, whatever else, um, they're almost able to get in for not very much money. Uh, are those, can those, can some of those products, depending on, I go the lender, but can some of those products be used together that can help a buyer be able to get into a home, which helps a seller out. So the buyer's not asking the seller for six or seven or $8,000 toward closing costs because they've got access to it from other stuff. Can some of those right. things, and we're not talking about all the different products today, but is it potential to put some of those different elements together depending on the type of loan that you have? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, just let's, let's take Mississippi, for example, you, you mentioned Mississippi. So Mississippi Home Corp is a, a first time home buyer uh, bond that uh, are, you want to say MRB seven, is a first-time home buyer bond that you can, which is seven thousand dollars. You can actually put that money with the USDA with the VA loan, even though they don't have a down payment down payment requirement. You can take that money and you can use it for closing costs. Um, and I deal uh, with closing costs and other episodes yeah. about what goes in that prepaying insurance, right. prepaying taxes, right. the lawyers involved title insurance, title um, search, all those different yeah. things. And that takes money, you know, and we yeah. typically say anywhere from three to 5% of the value of the home could be your closing costs and prepayments. Um, right. So that goes along with that 7,000 for a first time home buyer. You know, if they're buying a 200 and, or if they're buying a $300,000 house and they're not having to put, you know, 5% down because it's a hundred percent financing. So all that's right. financed. And right. then if their closing costs and stuff was nine to 10 grand and they've got seven grand coming from the Mississippi home core where we are, and there's probably things like that in other States, right. uh, they're looking at being able to move into a house for two, $3,000 out of pocket, as opposed yep. to 20, dollars $24,000 out of pocket. Right. So they're right. able to, to, if they can make the payment, then that's what they're paying in rent. 
It's wise to look at all those options there and then leveraging that they're not coming back and asking the seller to give up some of what they've earned in their equity to help the buyer be able to move in. So it helps, right. it benefits everybody to leverage those products. So right. make sure you got a lender who knows what those products are, where you are, and don't just exactly. think, well, I could never buy a house or I have to give in to, you know, whatever the buyer's requirements are and sell it. You know, I've got to give just to give in to all those concessions if I want to get my house sold. No, right. there may be some options out there. So yeah, exactly. talk yeah. to a lender like George to help you figure that stuff out and navigate those, <laughs> navigate That's that. Absolutely right. That's absolutely right. You have to, you have to have a good lender that knows how to uh, find you money when, when possible and, yeah. and, and, and couple that with you, with your particular situation. So as we, we're going to be wrapping up and I'm going to ask you about, uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask you now, um, you've written a book, right? <laughs> yeah. I, you, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, you've got I, you've I got a book. There's going to be a link in the show notes that people can go to a site and, you know, give them your, their name, give you their name and their email address and get access to the book that helps explain right. a lot of this and more. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's a book that breaks down the home buying process, talks about the loan types, talks about what you as a uh, as a potential home buyer should expect, what you should be getting ready to get to that point if you're not ready yet. So it, it breaks all that in detail. And I wanted to put that out really to, to, to help people uh, be in a better situation than, um, you know, coming and, and saying, I don't know what to do here. Look, here's, here's a, here's a guy to help you. Uh, and it just makes, makes for a much easier uh, transition and process as someone wants to go through that buying process. So, um, yeah, look, people. Hey, yeah, like you said, click the link, check it out, uh, get the information. It's free information. It's a free ebook, free information. Uh, it's it's really just about getting that information out there to help as many people as possible. Yeah. And if you are thinking about selling a house, imagine the shock from a buyer or a buyer's agent if you or your listing agent made that resource available to a buyer that's helping right. them out. It's like. Oh, you're you're trying to help me, you know, get better at all this stuff. So right. you can still use that. You don't have to just be a buyer to use that. You might be able right. to use that as a seller. Yeah. Um, well, as we're wrapping things up, I want to talk about specifically about um, a seller. Why the different loan types are important to a seller. Um, what are uh, in in a and I guess let's talk about let's talk more about the downfalls and any potentials. If a if a buy if a seller is getting an offer and the buyer has indicated the purchase is going to be dependent on a loan and they've indicated a loan type, what about each of these loan types would cause that seller to pause if they had two identical offers and one was FHA and one was conventional? Why might they? I'm not telling you to reject the FHA and you don't do it for this at all, but what might they need to know is the difference between for them and potential headaches between that FHA and, and conventional that a seller might need to consider. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I love this question because I actually, um, I get this question a lot, uh, believe it or not. And the, 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 for a seller, there's, there's this stigma that I, I say it's still because I don't think it is as bad as the as it's perceived for a seller. Um, 
when you when you have two offers in front of you and one's an FHA, one's a conventional, uh, yeah, there are going to be some differences. Yeah, there are going to be some things you may have to do versus one versus the other, potentially. So I, I'll tell you, with, with an FHA loan as a seller, you should expect um, some, in some, in some cases, not every case, um, a more, um, I'm trying to find the word, a more, I guess, a more stringent, I don't want to say stringent, but a more, I'm going to say it anyway, more stringent uh, uh, appraisal and inspection because they're looking at, uh, you, you're, you're dealing with a government agency. They're looking at uh, safety and soundness and livability, and they want to make sure um, if you got rotten wood, hey, let's replace that rotten wood. If you got fence a fence down, you got boards off a of fence. Let's hey, let's get it let's get it fixed before we we give you this money. Um, they're gonna look at those type of things and make sure that the buyer um, has those that the seller. I'm sorry, the seller gets those things done before they are they give a they give a final approval on that particular loan. So it's just it's, it, it looks at things a little bit different than the conventional. Conventional is a little bit more lax in that sense. Uh, you you can go get a conventional appraisal done uh, with that same rotten wood, and it not, it's not an issue. So uh, I, I had some people with bars on the window uh, recently, and FHA said, "Hey, you got to get those, got to get the bars off the window. I, I do something, put a latch on it or something. You, you that's not safe." That's a, that's a hazard. So, uh, well, so that's, you know, those are things as a seller, you have to kind of deal with, say, you know, if you know, there's a, some work, um, that you had, you, you didn't, you didn't want to put into the house that you didn't want to get fixed, that you was under, uh, you was like, I'm ready to go. I'm not doing anything. Uh, then the convention might be the way to lean. Uh, because the FHA is going to require, in some cases, especially like if you're selling an older house, there's going they're going to probably find something where you're going to have to uh, make happen for that deal to go through. And and the the VA and the USD are Same. a little more strict. So if you're yeah. looking at the strictness, yeah. uh, I guess the least strict is going to be conventional, and then yeah. then FHA is going to be a little more strict. Right. USDA is going to be, I think, a little more strict. And I might have these in a reverse order. No, I think the VA right. <laughs> is going to be the most strict because right. they want to take care of the veterans. You know, the right. government is is giving them up to 100, you know, backing up to 100 percent of it. And they want to make sure that that veteran is not going to have to come in and, you know, fix half of a fence or replace like you said, rotted wood and stuff. And you'd mentioned inspection. You talked about the, that's that's the appraiser's inspection. The appraiser the is determining the value. Right. They're also doing kind of an inspection because they're noting the condition of the house. That exactly. is not the same thing as a home inspection. Right. You, if a buyer has a home and has, uh, hires a, 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 a a licensed home inspector to come in. That's the same inspection across the board. It doesn't matter if it's a cash offer or they're borrowing money. It's the same. But the appraisers have different guidelines that they have to follow and what they note in their report based on the type of loan. Is that correct? That's correct. That's okay. Correct. 
So um, a seller, if you're selling, if you're thinking about selling, you need to be aware of what type of loan that that buyer is intending to get. And you need to be aware of it. You may decide that you want a vet in there. You might have somebody offering you a conventional. You can choose whoever you want to sell your house to. You just need to know if you've got different ones out there, you might expect to come back and have to fix some things that you were hoping you could just right. leave and walk away from. You right. might not be able to do that based on that loan. And you just need to know that. And hopefully your listing agent has explained all that to you. So right. you're not caught off guard. Right. Yeah. And I, I hadn't seen it. I, I'll say this too. I haven't seen anything just that was just major where, um, you know, the seller had to, you know, do something just ridiculous to, to get the loan done. It's, it's, it's generally smaller things uh, yeah. that I've seen. Yep. And, and I've got some friends who are appraisers and they don't want to be the reason the deal got killed. <laughs> no. you know, they have their job to do just like you have your job to do. I have my job to do. They have guidelines that they have to follow because people come behind them and audit their appraisals to make sure that they're doing things accurately. So they can't, they can't screw it up and right. continue to be a licensed appraiser. They have to follow the guidelines um, and, and they want to make the deal work, but they can't make magic happen. So, you right. know, uh, and they have to be honest with and, that. And I say this too. So I've, I've seen in multiple, uh, multiple offer situations where the, the VA can come in a little bit stronger uh, than other than the, than the other uh, offers because they got 100% financing. So they could, you know, they can, if they got some money, they can come in a little bit stronger than, than the other offers. I've seen that uh, as well. So there's just, yeah. just a lot of things to consider as a seller when you talk yeah. about which, which deal you want to go with. So yeah. And don't just look at a type of loan. Don't just look at this stuff. Yeah. Look at the whole package and the make the package. decision that's best for you and working right. that out to get your home sold. And right. don't be afraid to ask questions, you know, get, be comfortable. Uh, I'll talk about it is my role is to help buyers and sellers be confident in this process. So at the right. end of the day, there's no regrets and they haven't had to sweat a whole lot, you know, they got right. lots of little micro decisions to make, but when you navigate and make those, at the end of the day, you're confident in the decision you've made to sell your home. Hey, thanks for listening today. Make sure to check out the show notes for any links to websites I may have mentioned and for a transcript to this episode. If you're listening on podcast, but you'd rather watch it, you can discover it on our YouTube channel. Just look for Get Me Ready to Sell. You deserve to be confident in your home selling process. And if you have an agent already working with you, they should be helping you. If not, let's have a conversation to see how I may be able to help you get ready regardless of the market you're in. There are three things that you can do right now to get yourself ready to sell. Number one is visit readytosellscore.com. Choose a few statements and you'll discover how ready you may be or not to sell your home. Number two is to download the tips for preparing your home for sale. There's some items in there. I think we've covered them in a previous podcast, but you will want to see what those items are to make sure you're ready. And number three, schedule a conversation with me to develop a personalized plan to get you ready to sell your home. Have a blessed day.